Welcome back to another episode of Get Psyched, Gen Psych, an educational podcast where we talk about the basics of psychology to prepare you for your AB or BS Psych journey. I'm Jenny, and together with Philippine Normal University Psychology and Counseling Society, we will be talking about attention. Do not forget to subscribe to PNUPCS social media portals for more updates on our podcast. That is PNU Psychology and Counseling Society on Facebook and at PNU Psych Council on Instagram and Twitter. If you like this podcast, go ahead and hit like and subscribe button. Let's get started. First, we will define what attention is. Attention is a cognitive process that enables us to choose, concentrate, and respond to relevant stimuli. And, while we select the focus of our concentration, attention allows us to ignore other perceivable stimuli that may not be important at the moment. Now, you might be wondering why the brain has to ignore some stimuli. That is because many stimuli are existing at the same time and your brain cannot attend to every stimulus, say every sight, sound, and smell all at once. A scenario often used to demonstrate this is a class. When was the last time you attended a class? Do you remember everyone who were there? Can you recall every topic you discussed? Can you think of the colors of the chairs and tables? Again, Attention is your brain's ability to filter out information that is irrelevant at the moment, so that you can focus on one important thing. You can think of it as a highlighter. When you read a book with highlighted pages, your attention draws to the highlighted text, and you ignore the other texts. When do we use attention? We use attention in our daily life. For example, If you are watching a movie, your brain is focused on the dialogues, acting, sounds, and camera angles. At the same time, you ignore other sensations around you like the warmth of your shirt, the noise from vehicles passing by, or the view from outside of your window. Another example is reading a book inside a noisy classroom. Remember how you can focus on the text you're reading while your classmates around you are talking non-stop. You can hear their voices, but you can hardly understand their conversations because you are too absorbed in reading. So, why is attention important? For students, attention helps you learn in school. It helps you pay focus on the subject matter that your instructor teaches. Also, just like in the previous example, you know how hard it can be to study in a place with distractions. However, attention can help you focus on your study despite the conduciveness of the place. But it can be quite challenging because your attention might shift from various present stimuli. Attention is also important in the workplace. You will need attention to carry out and finish tasks. It includes your ability to prioritize, to complete current projects first and stay away from thoughts about other tasks that you shouldn't be thinking of at the moment. 
Attention is crucial in building relationships too. When you pay attention to what the other person says, it shows your care and sincerity towards them. Now, let's dive into deeper concepts such as the attention process. Attention involves two major processes. One is called the bottom-up process and the other is the top-down process. The bottom-up process happens when a stimulus suddenly grabs one's attention. For example, when you suddenly hear your name or when you hear an unexpected loud noise. In contrast, the top-down process happens when you intentionally turn your attention to something. For example, when you look at a picture on purpose. So, those were the two attention processes, bottom-up and top-down. Now, let's talk about the levels of attention. Psychologists Solberg and Matir developed a hierarchical model which states that there are five levels of attention. Notice how they call it levels and not types of attention. They believe that all types of attention happen hierarchically. A hierarchy means that an entity must engage with primary levels first before it can reach the successively higher levels. Solberg and Matier's model is a clinical model based on experimental neuropsychology. The five levels of attention are the following. Focused attention, sustained attention, selective attention, alternating attention, and divided attention. Before a person could use attention, there must be alertness or what they call arousal. This simply pertains to being awake or conscious. This is then followed by focused attention or your ability to turn your focus on a stimulus. The next level is sustained attention, which refers to your ability to maintain concentration towards the stimulus. Selective attention comes next. This is your ability to keep your focus despite other distracting stimuli. This is followed by alternating attention or your ability to shift your focus from one stimulus to another. Finally, divided attention is your ability to engage simultaneously on different stimuli. Let us talk about driving for example. Driving is an activity that best demonstrates the hierarchical model. First, you need to be awake to be able to drive. This is the arousal level. Second, you need to focus on a stimulus. In this case, it's the road. This is focused attention. Third, you need to keep your focus while driving down the road. This is sustained attention. Next, you need to keep looking on your way despite the presence of other vehicles. This time, selective attention is working. Then, if you need to change lanes, you have to look at your current lane as well as the mirror and then the lane you're going to. This exhibit alternating attention. Finally, you need to do a number of things to keep driving. You need to use the pedals, turn the wheel, and change gears. This shows divided attention.
Now that we have discussed the hierarchical model, let's take a look at other models of attention. We have Broadbent's filter model, which he authored in 1958. Psychologist Donald Broadbent theorized that as you take information in, it passes through a filter similar to a bottleneck. He believes that only a small portion of the overall information reaches your working memory. To understand the filter model, try to imagine a long wine bottle. From the top, the bottle is narrow, but it gets wider towards the bottom. Now, lay the bottle to its side. Cut out the bottom of the bottle so that it can serve as the opening. From this wide opening, imagine the information passing along. As it moves through the bottle, the information becomes less because the bottle gets narrow towards the ending. The brain could not understand the pieces of information that were unable to pass the filter. On the other hand, all the information that made it through the end goes to what Broadbent called the detector. The detector processes higher-level parts of information, such as its meaning. If you can understand the meaning of the information, your short-term memory can store it, and from there, it could pass further into long-term memory. Broadbent student Anne Treisman enhanced the filter model in 1964. She tried to fill in the holes of the previous concept with what she called the attenuation model. Remember when Broadbent said that the unattended information or those that did not pass the end of the filter are gone? Treisman believes that they are not. Instead, this unattended information is attenuated or reduced. Let us try to visualize what Treisman means with attenuation. Imagine that you are in a room. Inside this room are a crying baby, a turned-on television, talking friends, and a turned-on radio. Now, if you choose to attend to the crying baby, you can still hear or understand some of the other stimuli. However, you pay less attention to them. Hence, your attention towards them is attenuated or reduced. If the information is lessened, does it mean that you can't identify its meaning? No. You can still process its meaning, but it might be delayed or incomplete. Treisman conducted experiments. These showed that people can still understand the meaning of unattended information. Therefore, their brains can process both the attended and unattended information. So there, we discussed some of the models of attention. Now, let's think about what will happen if one has poor attention. Basically, you can make simple to worse mistakes when you have poor attention. You might throw a metal spoon that you just used in the trash or leave the clothes iron unplugged. Also, it might be difficult to complete daily tasks because your mind may wander off to different thoughts or external stimuli. If you have a poor ability to focus, you might switch from one task to another without getting any of the tasks done. 
Some people may be productive with this practice of switching from task A to task B. However, some people may lead to failure in completing both tasks. And, just as you can expect, anyone can get in trouble if they don't finish their tasks on time. One thing leads to another. Failure to complete one task results in a conflict of schedule. People vary in their ability to maintain attention. Some people have Attention Deficit Hyperactivity Disorder or ADHD. This is a psychological condition characterized by inattention, impulsivity, and hyperactivity. ADHD greatly affects lives, especially daily tasks and social affairs. Among the symptoms of ADHD, is inattention. This manifests through poor organization skills and the tendency to put off tasks. ADHD in children often appears when they are at the primary level. It can also show up early, between 3 and 6 years old. Adults diagnosed with ADHD typically carried symptoms from before age 12. So there you have it. What is attention? Why is it important? And what are its models? This has been Jenny, your psych buddy for this episode. For more updates on Get Psych, Gen Psych, remember to follow PNU Psychology and Counseling Society on our social media portals. That's PNU Psychology and Counseling Society on Facebook and at PNU Psych Council on Instagram and Twitter. If you like this podcast and haven't hit like and subscribe, it's never too late to do so. Always remember that where there's life, there's hope. Thank you and happy learning!